There is so much unpredictability in today's financial world. To successfully retire in that environment, it's so important to get on track and stay there. And that's why Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management bring you the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast. And joining them today to help keep you on the right path, here's Peter St. James. What are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about some market volatility. What Um, what have you heard? (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) You know, we... um, When Sean Toll talks, people listen. We've seen some volatility since 2019, right? We had that unbelievable crash if you will when when the world shut down for covid yep. and then just as unbelievable rebound that that went far beyond you know the, the starting point of the crash and we had an incredible run-up and then that peaked and we had a i don't want to call it a crash it was a correction yep. we had a correction yep. last year in 2022 and now this year what's the difference between a crash and a correction I look at a correction as twenty percent decline or less. Okay. 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 Um, that there, that's a big decline. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, but that is well within the realm of, of expectations and normality okay. um, that we see out there. Okay. When when you see a thirty forty percent decline, that's a that's a dislocation and that's a. Uh, Something to be worried about, if you were something, something broke. Now, when we got into COVID, really nothing broke, mm. except that the world governments decided to shut the world down, um, and then the markets don't know how to react to that. So that wasn't fundamentally driven. You know, when the markets corrected last year, um, and it wasn't a crash, the correction, um, that was fundamentally driven. It was a slowing economy, rates were rising, inflation um, was out of control, and the markets were reacting to that. Did People in in the uh, the crash, the correction, the recovery, did people miss the opportunity to buy and sell? Well, I'm sure somebody did, yeah. um, but I really caution people to try to take advantage of dips and and things like that because you don't know what the you know what the future is going to hold. Well, that's <clears> it. <throat> Oftentimes, when you see a big dip people um human psychology will be don't take advantage of that run away from it right if you see a big dip they say sell uh sell 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 or or make it more conservative when you do that you're going to miss the opportunity for that incredible rebound that we saw um they never seem to get back in i reinvest in that's what i'm wondering yeah to take that yeah and and like you said uh, (coughs) a couple of them were triggered quickly and covid there was no trigger it just kind of was there and did people finally wake up going, whoa, 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 man, I, I got to get out of here now when they, when they should have gone out, you know, or, or uh, stayed? So we had, we had conversations with folks that were very nervous, yeah. okay, and um, rightfully so. And um, the conversations went something like this. Has your situation changed, John? No, it hasn't. Are you still planning on retiring in 10 years? Yes, I am. Uh, Are you still employed? Yes. Okay. So stick with it, right? Your portfolio was constructed to deal with situations like this. Okay. Okay. If you're really young, nothing to worry about whatsoever. It's a great opportunity. I'm sorry. Their portfolio was structured to handle things like that. All portfolios are not structured to handle things like that. You're saying because you put together the portfolio? No, perhaps I misworded that. Okay, I just the portfolio wanna... was structured with events like this in mind, and if the markets 
quote unquote markets were up thirty percent, right? And you were down thirty five percent. Let's say you're doing worse. Mm-hmm. Well, we understand why it's down more because. In that case, it's a very aggressive portfolio because you're 30 years old. And so you know it's going to do maybe a little bit worse on the downside. But on the upside, it's not going to be up just 5% over the market. It's going to be up 15 or 20, uh, whatever the number is, right? So it's a much more aggressive portfolio um, versus somebody that's closer to retirement, that's more conservative. Um, Hopefully, if it's done properly, if the overall markets are down 30%, they're going to be down less than that, hopefully significantly less than that. Uh, but the conversation back to your question was the responses were, you know, nothing's changed in your life. Mm-hmm. The markets go up and down. Sure. Um, the expectation is it will come back. And boy, did it. Um, stick with your strategic plan. Don't have these knee-jerk reactions because when you have those knee-jerk reactions, like like I said, um, you're, you're going to end up selling low and buying high. Isn't that human nature? It is. Yeah. And that's why having an advisor can help because we can be, hopefully be a voice like a jerk of reason. And keep calling you. <laughs> but I, I'm, I, I'm sure a lot of people are that way. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to bother him. He's going to think I'm just a doddering old guy, you know, and people feel embarrassed. Well, the, you, you know, I, I, I hope that every one of my clients feels very comfortable calling us at any time because that's, that's what we're there for. You know, we're there to help. And, you know, we spend a lot of time reaching out to, to individuals as well. When you have something like that, you know, it's our responsibility to proactively call our clients and address the situation with them mm-hmm. and make sure that they're still in the right place and advise them as to, you know, why we're doing what we're doing um, and have, you know, or why we're recommending what we're recommending. Sure. Um, because in the end, it's their money. It's their money. Right. Absolutely. It's their money. Wow. And, and, um, Again, you've had people use Davis Wealth as a second or third opinion uh, where they've gone, you know, we've been with this person for a while, but I don't know if we're missing opportunities. And that's why they reach out. Yeah, sometimes people will reach out for that second opinion, and we're we're very happy to do that. You know, this is very much an art, not a science, um, and it's based a lot on one's experience as well. You know, somebody that has been doing this for, for many, many years might. Have yeah, yeah. a better perspective than somebody who's, you know, green, if you will, and and, and just starting sure. uh, in this. So experience has a lot to, lot to say in this. Um, but you know, when you're faced with this market volatility, Peter, it's important to to make sure that you have options in place. Okay. Um, for one of them would be um, alternative income sources, for instance. Okay, so let's think about this. If like you have I'm getting a, a job, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe you get a job. Okay. Um, part time job. A part time. Well, yeah. you can do full time if you want. You know, whatever. No, I don't you, think so. You get that much time. Uh, I've got your you home twenty five hours. I'll call in your you day. at midnight tonight <laughs> and ask your opinion. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? So you want to have alternative um, income sources Options. because because here here's the situation. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar portfolio. Okay. Okay. And you take out five percent. That's five thousand dollars. Right. Okay. And you do that this year. And then we have some volatility. And next year, the portfolio didn't grow. It actually lost value. Let's say it it ended up at $70,000. Oh, okay. okay. Um, you have to still take out $5,000 to pay your bills, right? Because your utilities are still the same. Yep. 5000 out of 75000 is a lot is more than 5000 out of 100000 So you're taking out a larger percentage, 
right? And this is going to get into the sequence risk that we talked about in the past. Right. When you take out a lot of money early in retirement, uh, it can have a bad effect on the, the future um, longevity of your money. You're also making that return in the year you take your money out worse. If it goes down 20% you take out five, it's now gone down 25%. So instead of taking money out, if you got a part-time job, if you tapped into a different source of money, let's say you had a bucket of money that wasn't exposed to the ups and downs of the markets. Maybe it was a fixed index annuity uh, or maybe even just a savings account. You take the $5,000 out of those places versus your investment account that is going up and down sure because you don't want to make that that that, Makes sense. that return worse wow uh, so that's important uh, of course i like to see you know a, i don't want to see too much but having cash on hand i'm not talking about in the safe for some people they like that i'm talking about having money in the bank right have have money in the bank to help pay the bills for a while if you have um big market volatility a year is what you like Oh, six I, months? I, yeah, I think six months is okay. fine. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's that's doable. Now, thankfully, uh, versus what we had last year, you can put money into your uh, high-yield savings account, right. and you're going to get uh, you know, 4 You 5%. Know, the regular savings account, the bank pays you, well, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so at least your money's working for and, you. And some of, the, uh, some of the lending institutions have limited certificates of deposit, Six month, three months, sure. eleven month, but they're back. They're actually four, four and a half, knocking on the door of five percent, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen for a while. No, we haven't. We haven't. The only issue with those um, six, six, yeah, it's, yeah. it's liquidity. Six yeah. months is good. Um, you, you can get out in six months. Um, you know, when you get over, you know, two, three years, something like that. If this is your money that you might need access to, yeah, you know, it's I'd be be careful with going too much into those. Um, it, there's, well, if you, you know, bail on on a, a year, I'm going to lose the interest I would have made. But I, they don't mess with the um, the principal, do they? If I remember correctly, oh, I, you know what? I don't use CDs. Yeah, I think um, I'll still I'll get the principal, but whatever I was going to realize. See ya. Right. Yeah. But but again, uh, do you think this has been a relatively new phenomenon, as you pointed out? Do you think it's here to stay? That that we're going to see these accounts carrying four, three, four, maybe five percent. Oh no, I don't. Uh, okay. I, I I think once rates come back down, yep. uh, we're going to see banks, you know, pulling pulling those rates back down really? as well. Yeah, I do. Okay. They, we haven't seen good savings rates or even you know, well savings rates at banks for decades, Peter. Um, yeah, I know. It, it's it's been a long time, uh, and I don't think that you know. I just, I just I don't see well, that happening. And and I could I could get off on a tangent on this because banks deal in relationships. Checking account is a relationship. Savings account is a relationship. Mm-hmm. Home relationship, car relationship, college. How many competitors have come in? I don't need a bank anymore. I can go straight to the car dealer and get a loan. Yeah, I can go right. some to somewhere else. And I don't have to go through my local bank for a mortgage. And boom, all those relationships that they counted on for years right. are, are are splintered right. at this point. Right. So it's, you know, the days of the blanket and the microwave oven that I would get uh, when I opened a checking account, they're gone. <laughs> I, think the, I think those are gone. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to see uh, them come back. But banks are in a tough position. They're, they're um, competing just like everybody else. They are. 
you know, and mm-hmm. and they're competing for it. And the the whole thing about the way the banking system works is it's it's based on on spreads, basically how much they can lend for and versus how much they pay for deposits, right. and they they basically make the difference between that. Um, and the the those those rates, even though they're higher today. That spread is still not huge, so their margins, i.e., how much money yeah. they make, uh, are still compressed. And this isn't my wheelhouse, but at a, at a high level, you know, that's the issue that, that the banks yeah, face, absolutely. and that's why I don't think we're going to see super high rates, you know, going mm-hmm. forward. Um, having said that, you know, you can go online and find a high yield savings account. Well, it pays you four percent or so, maybe even five. Wow, um, not bad, but yeah. just you got to remember, it's that's the number today. Yeah. It could go down next week. Uh, you just don't know. Now, you were talking about well, liquidity being an issue for something like that. Um, but that comes to uh, tolerances in, in your risk exposure. Um, when you have people come in and say, what's your tolerance? None. <laughs> I don't want to lose any I of it. I don't want to lose it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what do you do when somebody says that? I mean, that's a natural reaction. This is, I worked hard to get this. I don't want to lose it. And uh, you're up. How do, how do you explain to them? We'll put it in the bank. No, no yes. <laughs> uh, you certainly don't want to do that today with with inflation as it is. So right. we use a, a fairly quantitative uh, tool to to calculate one's risk exposure. Uh, we talk about um, you know how much money they have, um, where in an emergency their money would come from. We talk about how many years to retirement. It looks at uh, there's some behavioral things as part of this assessment. You know how would you react if X happened, and Not how well. would you react if? Well, yeah, <laughs> basically, it's if the markets decline thirty percent, are you going to be calling me, yelling at me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we use that to determine what the risk profile is, uh, and from there, and it's just it's a number between really twenty and eighty, uh, and from there, it it helps us determine whether their portfolios should be one hundred percent stocks. 100% bonds, 50-50, uh, you know, whatever that might be. But again, it's all predicated on whatever the individual's risk tolerance is. It's their risk tolerance, and part of that risk tolerance is looking at what their expenses are. Yep. Okay? Um, how much money they have coming in from other sources. If they have Social, social Security, if they have a pension, what that is. Um, if they have annuity income, how much that is, that, that plays a role in all of this. So it's taking all these pieces together and trying to determine uh, in the short term how much could you, how much of a loss could you stomach in your portfolio. Um, and it's not just one stomach, i.e., I feel okay with it. It's at what point does a drawdown in the assets in that portfolio negatively impact your ability to pay your bills? And negatively impact the longevity of your money. Because the biggest fear I hear when I talk to folks, whether it's at a workshop or a social security seminar uh, or in the office, the biggest risk or concern is I don't want to run out of money. Yeah. And by God, I agree with them. Yeah. Um, because social, social security doesn't pay, it's not there to pay all the right. bills. Right. That is really, it's really only about 40% for most people. It pays about 40% of their uh, their expenses. So you got to come up with another 60% from somewhere, maybe a pension, maybe an annuity, yeah. or you're just taking it out of your savings. Or a part-time job. Part-time yeah, job. Yeah, I know, I know. Part-time job, yeah. But again, everything you just talked about underscores the fact that what we've been saying for as long as we do these shows, there is no such thing as an off-the-shelf, one-size-fits-all 
retirement plan. It is all individually customized. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be. So if um, anybody's telling you, hey, got this thing, it's perfect. No, it is it's not one size fits all. Right. Look, we, we talk a lot about... Um, uh, they're called target date funds, mm-hmm. and everybody, most people see them in their 401ks. It's the Vanguard, you know, Freedom, or maybe I'm mixing the one. It's X Company's 2050 fund, X Company's 2045, 35, whatever the numbers are. That puts together, it's, the, the, the number represents, Peter, the year that um, the fund assumes you will be retiring. So a 20, today's, this is what, 2023? Mm-hmm. So a 2025 fund is going to assume that the person that owns that is going to be retiring in two years. Okay. And that means it's going to be very conservative type of uh, allocation in there. A lot of bonds, yep. less less stocks. Sure. Uh, one that's 2050 assumes the person will be retiring in 2050. It's going to be much more aggressive. On paper, that's a nice idea. And it gets you kind of close. However... If you're in the 2025 fund and mm-hmm. you're working and you spend um, $50,000 a year and you've got $10 million in the bank, the 2050 fund, the 2025 fund might not be right for you. Yeah. It's way too conservative. You don't need to be that conservative right. um, and vice versa. So they are good, but you need to look at the whole picture. So when you're making those 401k selections – an advisor should be able to help you with this. I help my clients with it. Um, we look at what their risk profile is. We look at all of their other info, how much they spend, what they make, what their other savings are, what their goals are, if they have a second. You bring all this together, and then we can put a um, – or we can then look at the 401K options and find potentially a better uh, a better option um, hmm. when you bring it all together. Just doing it with blinders on is okay, and you, know, you should be – somewhat comfortable with that, but there's a better way to do it. You've been listening to the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast, presented by Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite apps. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Davis Wealth Management and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.